Hello, y'all. Um, long time no talk. Almost three months now. So, thank you for set for remaining subscribed. P Valley has been renewed. This was announced a while ago. I think in October. Um, so season three has been renewed. Sadly, it is only 10 episodes for season three, even though we really deserve more. Also, um, the writer's room, the P Valley writer's room tweeted that, um, said something like P Valley has been renewed. See y'all in two years. And Katori Hall in her interviews about the renewal said, uh, like it's going to be a Mississippi minute. So thank you to stars. Um, just want to shout out stars for renewing P Valley, but I also want to call out P Valley and whoever is a part of the decision-making as far as when season three will debut. I want to call y'all out because I don't like edging period. And y'all are edging us. Um, yeah, there's a loyal fan base, a growing fan base. Apparently P Valley nets 10 million views per episode. Um, it was stated, it was mentioned in one of the articles, but you know, the edging isn't cute. We aren't here for it. We already had to wait because of the pandemic and now we still have to wait. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the lawsuit. I don't know if some of the characters have other projects. I doubt it. I have no idea what's, you know, behind this, um, alleged delay, but I hope that this is the very last time if there is a two year wait. And I mean, I just, I feel it makes me feel bad for the people on the show because like they're already much older than their characters. And like, I don't know. I feel like it's pressure. They have the pressure to try to look young and try to like play a teenager. And it's like all of this taking so long to film. I don't know. I love the show. I'm going to support the show. I have to, I mean, episode or sorry, season two ended with a cliffhanger. We got diamond in a trunk and we got Keyshawn getting arrested and all that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. I'm ready. I can't wait. Um, please don't do this shit again as far as like making us wait two years. Also, um, I do strongly believe that people connected to the show listen to this podcast because why would they not? And so I just want to let y'all know again, <laughs> I want to let y'all know that I am volunteering myself as tribute to work for the show in some capacity as a consultant as like a production, not a production assistant, Jesus Christ, but in some capacity, you know, or I would just like to go to the premiere. I mean, I sat here and created a whole podcast and I see the cast interviewing with everybody but me and that's okay. I'm still going to watch the show, even though I'm, I, I'm not in 
favor? <laughs> really sounding like a white bitch. I am not in favor of being ignored when I have, you know, sat here and put out content and was fucking promoting this show. Um, the Yeah, P-Valley, the actual show on social media a lot. I used to promote it heavy. So um, I've done the work. I have done the work, y'all. So I would really appreciate a little love back, even though, whatever, I'm going to put it out there, even though I, I don't see it happening. But just know, just think about it. With the holidays coming up, just think about paying it forward. Think about finding some just way to, you know, say thank you, bitch for making a podcast about us, even if we don't agree with anything you say. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? What else? So yeah, little, like I don't sit here, obviously, and be updating y'all on what's going on with the cast, because I know if you listen to this podcast, I know you guys are following the cast on social media. I know that you're doing both. Um, so Lil Murda got married and then Nico Anon, who plays Uncle Clifford, has been picking up some very well-deserved awards along with Shannon Thornton, who plays Mississippi. It's very exciting to see. I love that, like, Lil Murda, he, like, cried on Tamron Hall and he cried at his wedding and Lil Murda is a crier and... Nothing is sexier than a man who cries, as long as he does it sparingly. Um, I love that. I love an emotional person, and I apologize. It's starting to rain, and, and I'm I'm in my car, so hopefully the sound is not going to... Um, hopefully my mic won't pick it up. Anyways, so... But I am ready to see Lil Murda and Roulette also pick up some awards because they gave standout performances too. I mean, I think Lil Murda is the best actor on the show. Um, right there with Uncle Clifford. Really, really right there. And I want to see everybody who really shines um, on this series get their awards. So hopefully they, hopefully I, we could hope for it and speak it into existence that P-Valley will be nominated for, um, Emmys, plural, um, after season three, because they were not a part of the award ceremony for the Emmys for season two. Let's see here. Um, also, I want to address something I said in my last episode. <laughs> I want to address something that absolutely none of y'all care about. So I said that I mentioned how this bitch, I was out with friends and this bitch was throwing ice cubes at me. Um, I said this in the Beyonce Renaissance episode. I said how she was throwing um, ice at me and now I would have told her, you know, if that's your man, then why he over here? But I did not, I hate that I look like a pussy in that episode. <laughs> like that has bothered me. It has bothered me, not for three months consecutively, but I was just like, I need to, I need to give an update so, yes, I was out with friends, and there was a bitch who was um, throwing ice cubes at me, and 
the reason why and my friends <laughs> my friends were just like I wish a nigga would I wish a nigga would I wish a nigga would like they were really upset but we were all on the moon like as far as sobriety is concerned we were not sober so we were not in the right state of mind to say anything to this person to this girl and we made the right decision as I've said before, like I've been thrown out of clubs and bars and I like to pick and choose my battles. And this particular girl who's throwing ice at me because her man is talking to me, like he's already cheating, right? We already know this. He cheating. And that's why she, you know, reacted so strongly the way that she did. That's what I think. I think he's already cheating. And so, um, you know, good luck to her, even though it's like they're together. So that's why, yes, ice was thrown at me, but we did not confront her. You know, my group of friends outnumbered her and her man or what, or like one other friend, and it would have been ugly. It wouldn't have been cute. Okay. I know y'all didn't care, but whatever. I mean, I do, I do subject y'all to abuse sometimes because I, I sang in the last episode. So here I am now abusing y'all more with stories you don't want to hear about. So, um, let's see. There was so much I didn't cover in the past few months. Like I didn't talk about love is blind. Like I did with the last season and this season of love is blind. The last season, I watched the first two episodes and the last two episodes because I just, I did not like the cast and I felt that that was the best way for me to consume the show because these shows, a lot of them, Love is Blind, not especially, but in general, a lot of these shows put out way too many episodes and they act like you don't have things to do. And it's like, you know, I like to just kind of see couples early on and judge them and then see where they end up in the end. Um, so that's, I only saw the first two episodes, last two episodes. So, which means I did not see, um, Matt, I'm forgetting her name now, Lauren, I think is her name. Forgive me if I got it wrong. Um, I did not see Matt erupt at Lauren slash the ballerina. I don't know her name and I feel really bad. I'm gonna have to call her the ballerina. Apparently Matt is crazy. And, um, like his ex left him and people are saying like, there's a reason why his ex cheated. And when you think about it, his ex cheated and called him and said, she's pregnant by someone else. And this was her husband. I didn't watch it. So I'm just saying what I, I saw online. So if she cheated and got pregnant and she told her husband on the phone, um, it might be because he's crazy and she didn't feel safe telling him in person. And apparently that was like, they didn't even ever talk it out. He got no closure. And so he kind of uses the fact that he was cheated on as a reason for him to be like territorial and crazy. And he was, he really wasn't called out enough on the reunion. I have wanted to see him erupt and see his behavior because so many people feel like he's hitting the ballerina. Um, Part of me is glad that I was spared from his bullshit, but I'm also really curious. And um, then we already know, like, SK apparently cheated on Raven, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not shocked. Raven could do better, so that's good for her. She's lucky. 
Um, and then I love, um, cannot remember her name at all, but the big girl that everybody was rooting for, she is so pretty. And I love that her husband, like he's so into her and who else wasn't it Matt and Lauren and, um, Oh, Bartiste. I only saw the first two episodes and the last two. So apparently he was really making Nancy feel as though he was going to choose her. But what? So basically, Bartiste is the new shake. And what I love or what's really amusing for me as a fan of reality TV is how, you know, Love is Blind is obviously a phenomenon. One of the biggest reality shows in history. And what I love is when you see how with these reality shows, the very first season, the cast is genuine because they don't know if the show is going to take off. And apparently when it came to Love is Blind, the cast didn't even know it was going to be on Netflix. So like people are genuinely just filming something that they don't even know is going to get picked up and that they don't even know what um, network or streaming platform it will air on so people like Bartiste or sorry people who go on these shows after it's already successful they're going on there for fame or at least that's one of the reasons why and so what I love is when people like Shake and Bartiste go on these shows and completely squander the opportunity for them to parlay this shit into something else because everyone hates them. I love that. I love that so much. Bartiste is attractive, but his personality makes him extremely unattractive. Um, and people just think he's an asshole because he is. And I'm just sorry that Nancy could not see that. Um, and I think it's absolutely insane that Nancy froze her eggs eight times like let's talk about unnatural pumping all that hormones those hormones into your body eight times um and and um what was his name <laughs> what was the name Zainab okay Cole so unfortunately people love to attack women and they love to attack beautiful women. And although Zainab was really projecting, um, Cole is no prize. Cole is a child. Cole cannot be less ready for marriage. He grew up religious. That's an, you know, a goal of his to get married and have kids, which is fine, but he's not ready. And he's like, he would be a great partner to a 20-year-old. Like, he is just a mess, a disaster. He was not on Zaynab's level, and I just don't... And I feel for Zaynab because she didn't want to marry him, and, and you're kind of locked in to the show, and you just have to keep going. And they, you get threatened um, if you say, okay, I don't want to marry this person. I don't want to go through with the actual wedding to tell them no. They threaten you and they say that they're going to sue you if you do not go to the wedding. So you have to, when you're on Love is Blind, you have to go to the wedding, wait until you're at the altar to say yes or no. And, you know, Cole, I don't, he just, the little that I saw of Cole, he really irritated me. But the whole like, um, 
tangerine what were they calling it cuties the whole cuties gate with the little um the little tangerine oranges like um you know Zainab is creative she's I'll give her that she's really creative because he was concerned that she didn't eat he was not telling the bitch not to eat he was like why didn't you eat like did you you want some pokey like my pokey bowl whatever Zainab um it's unfortunate because Zainab is another one who really squandered her opportunity. She got everybody really upset with her and she like cursed him out at the altar and she could have kept that shit, um, off camera. And, um, it's, it's sad. I do feel for people who go on the show in hopes of it, like launching them into a different career of being a public figure and they just ruin it. And then I love seeing people like Deep D from last season who wrote a book and quit her job and she is there monetizing, you know, the fame that she got off of the show. I love that. And then Kyle, who she started dating, who, um, you know, with the big ears and stuff, Kyle has a girlfriend who is a 10 and, you know, I think she's there for fame. Kyle just, I don't know. He's so unattractive. Jesus Christ. I can't, um, moving right along. Um, let's see here. So I may cover the Harry and Megan Netflix special. Um, I'm going to watch that as soon as it comes out because I'm curious. I'm very curious. And I think I will reserve my opinions until after I watch the docu-series, which is, I guess, a two-part series coming out tomorrow, Thursday, and the following Thursday. Um, but actually, I take that back. I'm going to give my two cents in case I do not do a new episode. So basically, what I liked Meghan Markle and I had to use that in past tense. I liked her. I just thought, you know, she went through a lot. She had to get out. Um, I was kind of buying into her whole victim story. But today, it is very obvious. First and foremost, you left the royal family for privacy, yet you're doing everything you possibly can for publicity. The math ain't mathing. So she has her podcast. They have this docu-series. She's written a book. Prior to that, Harry's written a book. And then today on a podcast, somebody said that they think that Megan launched her podcast to turn it into a TV show. And that makes all the sense in the world. So my opinions on Megan today is she is in a different podcast called her thirst monster. And I believe it like she is Megan is very clearly heavily, heavily indicted, uh, indicted. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's heavily addicted to fame. It is her drug. She cannot get enough of being in front of the camera and being on the mic. She is starving for it. She's not even thirsty. The bitch is hungry for fame. And I think when you marry a prince in another country, I do think it probably um, makes you 
crave the attention that you're getting and want to hold on to it tightly. So I understand why she's addicted to fame. However, I can never get on board with her marrying a prince and having him leave royalty and abandon his family and talk shit about his family. I think that they could have left the uh, monarchy without like causing so much drama. And what I want to see is the documentary about Meghan Markle's piece of shit family. Meghan, bitch, why you focused on the royals and Harry when your dad is a piece of feces and your sister is a piece of feces? And I think she has a brother who's also full of shit. Why aren't you talking about how useless and worthless your dad is to fake a heart attack, to call up the paparazzi and have them taking his photos, to give nonstop interviews with every single outlet in the UK? Why don't we talk about your worthless family? Where's the docuseries on that? So it's just odd to me that it's so skewed and they're just focusing on the royals because they know people care about that. And Prince Harry is so madly in love. He doesn't see that he could have his relationship with his wife without shitting on his family. Like y'all already had your Oprah sit down, but you know that this is what the public wants. So you just keep at it. And it's like, I don't really feel like they're, they're ever going to stop talking shit. <laughs> like based upon what we've seen, I don't think it's going to happen. So I am very interested to see what they produce, what they put out. And I really, really hate to see families fighting, especially um, Prince Harry and his brother, because they're all that they have. And it's just, it's really sad to me. I don't think it should be celebrated. I want them to make up. But how can Prince Harry and Prince William reconcile when Prince Harry and Meghan keep on coming out with their bullshit? Like... It's crazy. And lastly, um, so as far as Yeezy's hate speech, if you are anti-Semitic and you are anti-Semitic, if you agree with anything that Kanye said, and I'm not talking about the most vile recent things, I'm talking about if you agree with his whole, like they run Hollywood and blah, 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 because that's anti-Semitic. If you um, say you don't care about the Holocaust, if you say, like, oh, black people this, we've suffered this, and we deal with racism, and, you know, people can't tell if you're Jewish and blah, 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 please educate yourself, number one, and number two, do not listen to this podcast, because if you are anti-Semitic, you are a white supremacist. You believe in their ideology, and you're supporting it. By being anti-Semitic, you are a white supremacist. That's how it works. It goes hand in hand. And white supremacists, they'll target Jewish people and they'll also target black people and they'll also target minorities because that's why it's called white supremacy. They believe that white people are superior. And if you sit there and agree with anti-Semitism, you're helping a white supremacist cause. You're supporting their cause. You're saying us versus them. 
you're saying that there's differences and that they are, then that they should, that white supremacists should go after Jewish people, which means they should also go after black people because they like to do that too. And with Kanye, Kanye West, he looks African to me. This is a dark skinned man with very ethnic features who look, who could like seriously look African to me. But for some reason, it's like he thinks he's a, a um, pale, platinum blonde, blue eyed German. And he's so hurt and he wants everyone else hurt. And he's dangerous because he's endangering his children. He's putting his children in a position where they will have to be harassed because of who their dad is. And my heart breaks for his kids because I wouldn't have to, I would not want to have to answer for Kanye West being my dad. Like that is not a fate that I would want someone to have to deal with. And then on top of it, um, what was I going to say about the kids? Oh, the way that Kanye has been acting, it makes me think that Kim, Kim Kardashian was abused in her relationship with Kanye. So, um, especially how Kanye just, he's still claiming ownership over her, claiming that she was with Chris Paul or whatever he could, he was always attacking Pete Davidson. Like I'm thinking that, that Kim was abused and, um, you know, I know people don't have sympathy for her, but I do have sympathy for any woman who is abused. And I don't know if she was. I said, think, this is my opinion. I'm not say, stating any of this as fact, but I wouldn't be surprised based upon what we're seeing from Kanye. And it's also sad that, you know, women will date him, even though he's clearly certifiable. And, um, there's no good coming for Kanye. There's no good. Like, he's just really, really out there in a way that I hate that I'm subjected to witnessing. I don't want to hear shit from him. I don't want to, like, hear any story. I don't want to hear anything related to Yeezy. But unfortunately, like, I have to. And I, I just, uh, what a nightmare. Um, so... I really genuinely deeply loved my break, my three month break. And I don't give a fuck that I'm not supposed to say that I just did. Um, I enjoyed it because one of the things that happens when I update this podcast is I, uh, check the stats a lot. And so it's just good. It's so good for me to not care, not be in a position where I could possibly care how an episode is performing. Um, and yes, I do see myself really scaling back. I think that's a little clear. I see myself, um, scaling back the episodes as far as the frequency until season three comes out. Like my, um, episodes will probably be in free infrequent. That's what I predict. Um, but who knows, maybe I will start to feel like I should put episodes up more often. I don't know. I can't really speak on the future. Just like I don't know if I will cover the Harry and Meghan um, docuseries on Netflix. So happy holidays. If I don't do an episode before Christmas, Merry Christmas. 
um, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy new year. Um, thank you for riding with me. I, I feel great when I see people have listened to these episodes. Um, and my Spotify wrapped really made me excited because it said like people. So I think the largest, um, it looked like people texted out my podcast. That was like the number one way that people found out or shared the podcast. And that really warms my heart because that takes effort for y'all to copy a link and send it out. Thank you. Thank you so much. The podcast has had enormous growth last year, but, um, you know, I have so many things on my plate and I do, once I get help with the podcast, I can definitely, um, you know, have, have episodes that are more frequent, but that will happen in due time before season three and my podcast network. I want to launch it very soon within the first, um, quarter ideally of next year. And so my focus will be on that a little bit, but anyways, I hope this wasn't too boring. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had like a little outline as you could tell. And then I got some texts and whatnot. That's why you heard those noises, but I love y'all so much, especially because I just scaled back the promotion. You know, it's obvious a lot beginning in last season and uh, because it's important for my mental health and to save time. So I've scaled it back. So it means a lot to me that you guys come here and listen, that you're subscribed. That's the best way to know if there's a new episode. As I've always said, love you guys so, so much. If you're in the holiday spirit, please send me a dollar. (laughs) If every one of y'all sent me a dollar, I could buy... I could buy one um, 15 cent candy. <laughs> I know that wasn't funny. That was pathetic and I really should edit that shit out. But if all y'all sent me just a dollar, that would be dope. That would be dope. So I'm gonna... um. I'm going to listen to this episode and then put it up to um, post or sorry to publish tomorrow because right now it's 1133 p.m. And then I will um, in the description put my Venmo, uh, my cash app and Venmo so that y'all could give me a dollar, a dollar, just a dollar. And shout out to Sydney for, for, again, for donating to me via Venmo. Like, you know, now, as I said, I can't say that this podcast hasn't made me any money. Love y'all. And, um, yeah, so more episodes are coming when they, when they come. And I gotta check out this Harry and Meghan shit. Cause I'm like, what is y'all gonna say? You've already said it. Stop slamming your family. Look at what Harry and Meghan are doing. And don't do that shit. 
don't slam your family if you actually want a good relationship with them. Like, stop. All right. Bye. Happy holidays.